60,000 is brought to you in part by RP Funding. RP Funding Inc. is licensed and can offer loans in Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, Louisiana, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and West Virginia, and is also licensed by the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance and by the Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Office is located at 500 Wonderly Place, Suite 300, Maitland, Florida, 32751. Telephone 321-397-4420. RP Funding's nationwide mortgage licensing system ID number is 70168, and Robert Palmer's NMLS ID number is 76197. We're saving thousands with Robert Palmer right here with you on the Saving Thousands Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for wanting to become empowered. And of course, Robert Palmer, who pays for this show, who is paying it forward from the successes he has had in the financial industry, well, he is coming on the air each and every day on stations near you and some pretty far away to empower people in all facets of the economy. We're not talking about highfalutin Harvard and Yale economics here. We're talking about every day. We're talking about you and me. We're talking about credit cards and credit scores and department store credit cards and getting loans and buying cars and maybe getting that home we want or maybe even moving from one home to the next home and just all things financial. Robert Palmer takes to the airwaves to empower you. And that's what it's all about. And boy, Are we chock full of financial information today? Today, we're going to talk about credit cards. You don't want to fear them, but you don't want to abuse them. We're going to ask RP. We're going to talk about a couple that wrote us to see whether it'd be wise for them to co-sign for a home loan for their son. How about credit scores? What will your score qualify you for? We're going to talk about pre-approval letters, and then we're going to talk about the RP funding validated pre-approval. We'll talk about how to use low-cost... We'll talk, we'll talk about how to use low-cost refinancing or low-cost financing for your benefits. We'll talk about not to be intimidated now that you've got the right tools at your disposal. And we'll catch up with that RP funding, no closing cost promotion. We'll talk to Robert about how that's going and how you could further benefit. But right now, Robert, I guess everybody listening, I think their first brush with credit was with a credit card. And a lot of us, when we first got it, didn't quite understand the rules. Yeah, right. We, we see a lot of people that get in trouble with credit card debt, yeah. right? And, and and so it's almost this, oh, I got this free money kind of attitude, right? <laughs> you know, and again, this is this is how the system is built. It's built to prey on, you know, college-age kids. Remember, mm-hmm. we don't learn any of this stuff growing up. No. And so all of a sudden, exactly. you're given a credit card, and it's got a $5,000 limit on it. And, and they don't really tell you, well, hey, if you go spend all of that, here's what's going to cost you to pay it back. Yeah. Right? I mean, have you ever... Whenever you, when you get a new credit card, have they ever warned you like, oh, by the way, if you max this thing out, the payment's going to be like a thousand dollars a month? They don't they don't tell you any of that. No, right? because really, when I when I was younger, before I met you, and I got a new credit card, I figured, hey, this department store just gave me a line of credit of two thousand dollars, honey. Remember, we wanted that microwave, and remember, I wanted that lawnmower, and remember, you wanted that couch. Well, let's go get it because they said we've got the money. So the the, the key is the the don't abuse part. Is that I don't want you to buy that item unless you could have paid cash for it. Okay. Now, I'll let, repeat that. You know, I don't want you to buy the item unless you could have paid cash for it. All right. This is the key. This is what will keep you. This is the abuse. So if you couldn't buy the item cash, if you don't have the money, and again, I'm, I'm not talking cars and homes. There are things where we need to borrow money. And again, that's where the don't fear credit comes in, right? Because there's some people out there that take this hard line and say, we should have no credit. We should be completely debt free. I just don't think that's realistic. And honestly, you're actually costing yourself money by being debt-free because you're missing out on opportunities to take advantage of interest arbitrage where you pay less than you can earn, right? So being completely debt-free is not a good strategy. It's kind of a, a cop-out in my mind. It's it's the mm-hmm. easy way out. It's a, we're going to oversimplify this because we think people are stupid and we're going to tell them they shouldn't have any credit at all. I know you're not stupid. I know how smart you are. I know how smart we are as a people and, and we can do this correctly. We can have credit. We can use the credit correctly. We cannot abuse the credit, and we can actually benefit financially by having credit versus someone who has no credit. We get to take advantage of points, discounts, low interest rate deals. We can put money to work for us, all these things you can do. So the abused part is, again, when you get that credit card, it doesn't mean go out and buy 10 new plasma TVs and whatever else, but it means that the items you were going to buy anyway, if you were going to pay cash, why not put them on a credit card and get the points get the rebates, get the refunds, get the discounts, get the gimmicks, but then make sure you pay it in full before the end Mm. of the grace period. Because if you pay it off by the grace period, you didn't pay any interest, right? So if I can buy the item on a credit card 
and leave my money and my savings account or in the CD and let it sit there and maybe make a little interest, right? Uh, and, and then I can take advantage of the discounts and the miles and the rebates and the perks and then pay it off before the grace period ends and never pay a dime in interest. Why would I not do that? Yeah. Why would I not take advantage of the system? Now, if you're abusing credit and you're buying things you otherwise could not afford, guess what will happen? Oh boy. You will be unable to pay them off when the grace period ends okay. because you never had the money to start with. So this is the, this is the abuse piece. The abuse piece is buying things you can't afford buying things you would not otherwise buy purely because you have access to credit. But the fear part is I don't want you to be afraid to have credit. I want you to use credit. I think it's healthy to use credit. I think it's healthy to have credit. And I think there are ways you can benefit financially by having credit cards, by having low interest rate car loans, by having low interest rate mortgages, by having uh, you know low interest rate student loans. There's ways you can benefit financially from doing this. So don't be afraid and don't say, I'm just not going to have any credit. But don't abuse it either. So we've got to be smart. We've got to be financial ninjas. We have got to uh, not abuse it. We've got to treat it correctly, treat it with respect, but also don't fear it. Don't be afraid to have it. Don't think having credit is a bad thing. In a future program, we'll talk about one of those cards that you have in your wallet that you probably shouldn't be carrying around, and that's that debit card that's in there. But that will be on a future show, or if you want to access that information right now, you can simply go to savingthousands.com. That's a real partner with this radio show. Savingthousands.com is sort of your on-the-web portal to all information Robert Palmer and all empowering advice from Robert Palmer on things like proper use or not use of a debit card. But again, we'll talk more about that later. All right, we do have an Ask RP question coming up in a moment. But now that I've brought up savingthousands.com, let me tell you a little bit more about it. When you see the homepage, you put saving and you spell out thousands, savingthousands.com, instantly you'll be on the homepage. And as you look at the top of the homepage, you will be able to kind of go to the tabs directly that will take you to the Saving Thousands Rules to Success, 15 rules designed by Robert Palmer to guide you to empower you with each and every dollar you have. And this is very simple. This is everyday go to the store type of rules. All right. And you hit the next tab to that. And that would be archived radio shows. Next to that, you could uh, hit the tab and get a list of the radio stations that we're on throughout the country. And finally, across the top of the homepage, the last tab is the home value hotline form. If you click on there, you'll simply fill out a few little lines of information and you will have real estate professionals in your neighborhood determining the real value of your home, not some Z valuation or whatever from some computer farm out on the West Coast. Oftentimes, you're going to find that those big, big national advertisers that promise you an evaluation of your home are simply trying to get your number for a mailing list or for some sort of list they want to sell about people who are interested in real estate. But right now, Let's go to Ask RP. RP, and Phyllis writes in, should I co-sign a loan for one of my kids who really doesn't have their credit established yet? So, yes, uh, late payments on a co-signed debt hurts you just like you are the primary. And so my recommendation to Phyllis is, Phyllis, you know, you probably have really good credit and your, your child does not have credit yet. So you have a lot to lose. They don't. And so my recommendation would be make the primary mailing address for the payment for the statements to your house. And you may even just want to plan on making those payments every month and then collecting the money from your child. You know, again, this is really, you know, how much of a risk are you willing to take? Uh, they're, they're not necessarily obligated to call you if the payment's late. Uh, they're going to call someone, right? And so who are we going to make, who are we going to make, you know, response? We're going to put your mailing address and your phone number on there, Phyllis. So they call you always, or do we want to try to teach the kids some responsibility and put their address and their phone number on there? I would say for the first card, you know, let's, let's, the first loan, let's put it on your name as far as where they're going to mail the statements, who they're going to call and, and have the conversation, you know, you're taking on a big responsibility here. You know, you're going to have to just stay in touch with your child. Hey, it's X day of the month. You need to bring me the money so we can send it off to the credit card company. Let's mail it in together every month. You know, let's just not mm -hmm. do auto pay, right? You set it up on auto pay. He may go out the night before and spend too much money on his girlfriend and the auto pay bounces. And now, Ooh. now your credit's going to get ruined, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of decisions here. I mean, it's a big responsibility uh, to co-sign on a debt with someone. I think it's, I think it's probably the biggest responsibility and the biggest commitment that exists in today's society. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, marriages can you can get a divorce, you can get an annulment on a marriage. Uh, you know, you there's a if you have a roommate, you can move out. But once you've co-signed with someone, until that debt is paid off, you're stuck. And if the other person doesn't have the the credit capacity to refinance it or to borrow it in their own name now, they probably won't in the future either. And we see this so often. People will get divorced, and the court can dissolve the marriage, but the court cannot dissolve the liability for the debts. You're married to the debt forever. That's it. You know, and so the husband and wife are now tied together forever. So the husband or the wife, one of them's trying to do a loan with us, and they're having trouble because they're still listed on a car loan with an ex-spouse who's not making the payments. And and the courts can't, they cannot break that debt, and it's still going to ruin your credit, and they can still sue you. They can still put a judgment on you, uh, and then you have to turn around and sue the spouse under the divorce decree, but the divorce decree doesn't give any standing against the creditor, and a lot of people don't understand this. So what I will tell you is... Uh, that is the biggest commitment you can make to someone is co-signing on a debt with them because now it's not, there is no court of law. There's no one that can break that. The only way to break that is to pay the debt off in full, which takes a lot of money. Yes, we're saving thousands with Robert Palmer. Always remember the office number if you need to follow up and you need some further advice and you want a conversation, you can talk to any of our licensed loan professionals with no obligation. They are very used to answering calls and just giving answers to great people like you. The number is 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634. You know, a few moments ago, I was talking about the new savingthousands.com look, and we talked about the tabs across the top of the homepage, but you drop directly below that. If you scroll down, then you'll have access to click on a very recent, if not today's radio show. That's kind of cool. And then under that, you're going to see a collection of eight tabs that make finding articles that you need easier than ever. Now, these tabs take you directly to the topics of personal finance, credit cards, credit scores, mortgages, home ownership, financial zombies. You know, we don't want to be a financial zombie. Loans and banking. Now, each one of those topics, of course, when you click on it, you will see article after article after article it will further inform you on all facets of that portion of the economy. Great, great website. Now, even if you go below that, you're going to find more access to radio shows, more access to hot trending articles, and it's all there just for you. So go and familiarize yourself with savingthousands.com. That's savingthousands.com. Well, Robert, let's talk about credit scores. And let's say that somebody's got a 580 credit score, but their neighbor has a 750 credit score. So let's talk about the buying power here. Yeah, I mean, so for the 580, it can just mean you don't get a house at all. Ah, I mean, you, you know, you're going to be renting. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the reality of it. Uh, you know, interest rate wise, it's not a huge difference. Yeah. You know, I would say that for some lenders, they really take advantage of the lower credit scores. I mean, the rate is worse. There, there's what we call a loan level price adjusters. So if all mortgages. 99% of all mortgages get securitized by Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and Ginnie Mae. And most people have heard of Fannie and Freddie. You know, they were in the news a lot during the crisis. <laughs> and, you know, the, the, we had to bail them out as taxpayers, right? You know, sure so we, we pumped all this money into Fannie and Freddie. Uh, and so what, what happens is banks don't like to make long-term loans, right? Because if you think about how a bank works, you go in there and you put money in your savings account, and then they loan that money to other people. Well, if they make me a 30-year mortgage with a really low interest rate, based on money you've got in your savings account that today they're not paying us anything on. Really? But there will come a time when banks do have to pay interest on on savings accounts. If we look back 10 years ago, you know, 15 years ago, you could get five, five and a half. I remember I had a savings account like 15 years ago that paid like five and a half percent interest. Mm-hmm. And you know? toaster. Yeah, it, exactly, you know. And and so the problem is if they make you a 30-year mortgage and then rates go up and now they have to start paying people on their savings accounts, they don't make any money. And so banks didn't like to make 30-year mortgages. So the, the answer was Fannie and Freddie. So Fannie and Freddie were created so that banks and mortgage companies like RP Funding could have a securitization platform to not use our own money to make the mortgages. Mm-hmm. And so all the mortgages are pretty much securitized by Fannie, Freddie, or Jenny, and they charge what's called a loan-level price adjustment for lower credit scores because uh-huh. they know those those statistics I shared with you. Yeah. The guy with the 780 is going to repay. The guy with the 580, there's a really, really strong chance he won't. And so when they look at the cost of foreclosure and they look at the cost of you know, the attorney's fees and everything they have to do, that's expensive. They lose money. And so they charge, they make us charge higher rates via these loan uh-huh. level price. And the funny thing is these loan level price adjusters, it's public record. Like because they're government owned, if you go and Google oh. right now and put in Fannie Mae LLPA or 
Fannie Mae loan level price adjuster, you can see how much they're telling us we have to raise your rate for the different credit scores. Wow. And so to get the absolute best score, you have to be over a 740. And then between 720 and 740, they hit us with a loan level price adjuster. The higher your amount you're borrowing, like percentage-wise, so the bigger your down payment, mm -hmm. the less of a loan level price adjuster you get. If you're borrowing 60% of the value of the home, it's going to be less of an adjuster than if you're borrowing 95% of the value of the home, right? right. You've got more mm -hmm. skin in the game. And then as you go lower and lower and lower, the numbers get absolutely crazy. And then Fannie and Freddie have a hard cutoff at 620. They will not ah. let us securitize any mortgages through Fannie and Freddie below a 620 credit score. So that means at that point, all you can do is go FHA and get a government-insured loan, which is an FHA loan or a VA loan mm -hmm. or a USDA loan if you're trying to go below a 620. But even then, most lenders won't approve them because there's such a high likelihood of default. And then we get judged based on our default rates and all these other things. So it really is. It's important to know your score. Where it makes the biggest difference uh, is car loans and credit cards. Like they, It can be like a, a 10, 20, 30-point wow. difference in interest rate. Uh, because of your credit score, when you're looking at a, you know, there, there's the the Indian reservation doing the loans at like 200 percent interest. Oh yeah, they're killing for you. people with really bad credit, right? So I mean, it, it's out there. So having being conscious of your credit, keeping your credit score high is, is very important. Well, you know, one of the buzzwords right now in our economy is refinancing, taking advantage of the equity that you have in your house. And of course, you know, it wasn't but a few years ago that we were all never talking about equity because we didn't have any. Most homeowners were underwater. We were going through an economic downturn in this country. One of the worst that we'd seen, right? I mean, not quite the depression, but things got a little crazy out there. Housing values dropped and a lot of people, you know, forgot about a refi. But what's happened is the home values have come back and most people have not caught up with the curve. Most people have no idea that they're sitting on really a great nest egg of money that could be working for them. But it's not because they don't realize what their house is worth. They're still in that funk that, you know, the house is underwater or they don't have a lot of equity. Well, wake up because you have it now. And that's why the big talk out there right now is refi. And some of the things that you could do with a refinance right now, you could eliminate the costly mortgage insurance you have on your house. You know, that mortgage insurance isn't doing you a bit of good. That PMI or whatever, that's only for the bank or the mortgage company. But if you have so much equity, you can refi and you can get rid of that PMI. And that's, you know, sometimes two to 300 a month. You could take cash out and pay off those high interest credit cards that are charging you in the upper 20s. And as long as you're disciplined and you don't build them right back up, you have really gotten yourself ahead credit wise, monetarily and everything. If you just pay off those credit cards, you could actually use it to lower your payments or to lower your term. So look into a refi, and if you have questions, you can always call 855-773-8634 and ask about that. Now, if you don't have a house yet, you need to get into the housing market because whatever the stock market's doing, well, it can play its games, but housing over the years has always shown an uptick in value. So the first thing you need to do is make sure that you know how much you can borrow, and then you need to know the advantages of getting a mortgage. Robert, let's talk about that. It all starts with the pre-approval as a tool. That's the key, Rob. You got to get that pre-approval. You have to know how much you can afford, right? I mean, maybe you're out there and you're going to pay cash. I mean, sure, there's people out there that pay cash. And I'll tell you this, uh, I'm, I'm about to buy a new home and I am not going to pay cash right. because it just doesn't make sense. I mean, really, when you look at the tax benefits of having a mortgage, when you look at uh, the uh, basically the the other places you can put your money, I mean, the fact that right mm -hmm. now you can get a mortgage in the in the threes, right. you know, and, and then where else are you going to get money that cheap? So my philosophy is, Hey, I'm always going to finance a house. Obviously I'm a little jaded because I'm in the mortgage business, but That's right. you know, I'm going to finance my own house. Uh, no matter how much money I ever had, I would still finance my, my primary residence, mm -hmm. you know, because it's the tax benefits are there. Uh, it's just, it's a great thing to do. It's a, it's a great way to borrow money very cheaply. You know, I can use that money in business investments sure. instead of the cash to buy a house. You can use that money to put your kids through college. If you have any credit card debt, you should obviously pay that off before you ever considered paying cash for a house, pay your cars off. And there's a lot of other things I think mm -hmm. that don't have the tax benefits, don't have as favorable of interest rates for the long term, right? Because what you got to think is when you lock in a 30 year fixed rate uh, in the threes, right? What uh, what are rates going to be ten years from now, fifteen years from now, and you're still sitting here locked into that low rate, and that's where that's where you know people get wealthy. Mm -hmm. You know they they take advantage of a huge arbitrage by getting a thirty year fixed rate mortgage at what are ridiculously low interest rates. I mean, really, rates. If you had told me seven years ago that we would see interest rates as low as we saw eighteen months ago, as low as we see now, I would have laughed at you. 
Yeah. I mean, I would I would have actually said it's just not physically possible. There is no way that a long bond, that a 30-year bond could ever price that low. Mm-hmm. And here we sit. And it's absolutely amazing. I mean, the, the downside to it is obviously people are getting 0% on their checking accounts, 0% on their savings accounts. Yeah. But you can do really well in the market. I mean, that's what's amazing. You know, there's there's people doing really well in the stock market. So while fixed income and fixed income assets and savings accounts and bonds aren't paying out very well, the market's done great. Mm-hmm. You know, the market's done great since it started this, this massive rebound. And a lot of people have made good yield. And so if you if you took that cash and paid cash for your house, you know, great. You're saving yourself three and a half, four percent interest. Or you could have taken all that money and stuck it in the market and and made a whole lot more over the last couple of years. So that's that's my advice to people. That's my advice to myself. You know. So so what happens then is when you go home shopping, if your intention is to finance said home, mm-hmm. now you got to know you can get the mortgage. You got to get the pre-approval letter, and that's what we're going to talk about today, right here on Saving Thousands, is what that means. And so here's what I want you to understand, Rob. Whether you're buying a house or selling a house, the pre-approval is important, right? Because for the home seller. If you let a borrower, if you let a potential buyer put your house under contract and they've got a bogus pre-approval letter, right? So they, I come mm-hmm. in, Rob, you're selling your house, right? And you think you're going to move back to the Ozarks, right? And I've got a timetable, remember. Yeah, Everything's right. on a timetable. That's right. So you you think you're going to close on your new house, exactly. you know, outside of Central Florida because you're leaving, you're taking off, you're retiring, you're gone. And so I say, well, okay, Rob, well, I need 60 days to close, right? So we're going to write up a contract. And I'm going to give you a pre-approval letter that says I, I should be able to get financing. That's the hope. And then you take your house off the market for 60 days and you go about your business. And, uh, and you know, so from then, what if something goes wrong, right? And so, so during the 60 days, you are getting everything lined up. You're preparing as the seller to buy your new house. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, right before closing, something blows up because it turns out your buyer was never actually qualified. They never yeah. actually could get the mortgage. And this happens a lot more than you would think. Hmm. And here's why. At most mortgage companies, the pre-approval is issued by the salespeople with no oversight from any other department. Wow. Right? And as crazy as it sounds, so let me just give you an idea of how much oversight we put the pro- the person through before we will actually give them a dime. Right. Mm-hmm. So in the mortgage business, the, the sales guy can issue the pre-approval with no oversight but before we will actually send a dollar of our money to the closing table to fund your new mortgage, we're going to have that file looked at by a processor, an underwriter, a closer, a funder, right? And we even run some quality control checks on it through our quality control department, right? So before we will give you a dollar of our money, and, the, and this is standard in the industry, everybody does this part the same way, there are five levels of oversight because we want to make sure that sales guy didn't make a mistake before we give you any money. But they, most companies will let the sales guy give you the pre-approval letter with zero oversight. None. Mm. Zero. And and so what we talked about yesterday is how some of these mortgage companies will pay their sales guys up to $8,000 in commission. Or even mm-hmm. more. You know, my example yesterday was was making the, this company pays 400 basis points, which is 4%. If they did a $400,000 loan, the commission would be $16,000. I mean, it's, just, it's insane. <laughs> but anyway, nuts. I digress. So- That sales guy, some of them will just say, well, hey, we'll just throw everything up against the wall and see what sticks. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll get lucky. Like, I don't think he's going to qualify, but let me give him a pre-approval letter anyway. Maybe I'll get lucky because I'm only closing two deals this month. And and if he pulls it out, you know, maybe his credit score will go up. Maybe he'll find the money. Maybe he'll get a a stable job between now and finding a house. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Let's roll the dice. Let's give him a pre-approval letter. And because there's no oversight from the lender... There's no oversight from the actual company who is going to send the money, who is actually going to approve the loan. The, the, the pre-approval is completely worthless. And so this creates two big problems. One, you've now got a buyer who thinks they're getting a home, mm-hmm. and they're giving notice on their apartment. You know, They're out getting the electric turned on. They're showing the kids the new school they're going to be going to. They're showing pictures of the house to everybody and their brother. And all of a sudden, they find out they don't qualify. And now what? And then on the flip side of the transaction, you've got a seller who thinks they're going to get $200,000 cash in the next couple of months for their house so they can go buy a new house or they can go on a cruise around the world or whatever their plans are. And it, it doesn't happen because the buyer never really qualified. And so my solution to this was to put oversight in place during the pre-approval process. Mm-hmm. And when I did this, Rob, when we first did this at RP Funding, I expected it to be very expensive right? because in my mind, I'm thinking, well... Right now, I don't have to pay anyone. I don't have to pay any of these highly, highly compensated members of the underwriting department <laughs> to validate pre-approvals. 
Uh, we only have them look at files that are that are toward closing and that already have houses under contract and that are already serious. And now I'm going to have them look at all these pre-approvals that may or may not ever turn into mortgages. Man, this is going to cost me a lot of money. That's right. But I said, you know what? It's okay. It's worth it. Uh, I do not want to further perpetuate the cancer in our industry, which is giving people false hope of buying a house. And Robert, you know, remember the show that talked about improving your credit scores simply by the day that we pay our credit card? You told us about how the statement date is the date that the credit bureaus get our balances. Well, if we pay after the statement date, the credit card bureaus don't even know we made the payment because we'll run that score up again, right? Or actually, we'll run the balance up again. That's what I should have said. So anyway, people need to read the archives of the radio show and then click on the radio show that talks about improving credit scores through paying your credit cards. It's great. Now, here's some more on-demand radio shows that are streaming very heavily these days on savingthousands.com. Here, put your credit cards to work for financial benefit. That's a great show. Robert talked about oftentimes our credit cards will give us rebates on things or will give us reward points. In fact, in my own life, I cruise a lot. And right now I've got so many points on one of my credit cards that is tied to the cruise line that I'm actually going to take my next cruise for probably only the port charges. And I learned that from Robert. All right. One of our trending radio shows talks about the various types of home loans and the actual steps in the loan process. Here's one for you. Confused about refinance? Well, here's how refinance will work. So those are just some of the trending radio archived shows that you can play back on demand. Okay, Robert, a lot of people will talk about buying homes. And a lot of people will say, well, there's no advantages to buying a home with uh, financing when you can pay cash for it. Well, we have a little different philosophy around here. So let's talk about always having some financing in buying that home and using our cash for other things, right? Uh, and so the first thing I want to tell you is uh, do not go out and buy something just because there is zero percent, <laughs> right? Now, that's what they want you to do. I mean, the whole point of this is, you know, maybe you're perfectly been perfectly happy with your couches and your love seat and your coffee table. But now you're thinking, well, maybe we should get out there and, and rethink this. Maybe we should uh, maybe we should buy some new stuff just because there's a zero percent financing. That is not good. You know, if you're already thinking about buying something, then we absolutely want to take advantage of the zero percent interest deal. Right. I mean, we've been talking about this. Uh, and the ability to to use someone else's money, right, and with no cost, no interest. Uh, and so if you've been considering buying something, if you're going to be shopping this week anyway, if you really need that furniture and you've saved up the money for it, or if you've been thinking about buying that new car and you've saved up the money between your trade-in and what you've got in the bank, you can buy it, uh, I would still encourage you to take advantage of the 0% interest financing deals that are out there. But you've got to read the fine print and make sure you understand uh, the rules that go along with it. Right, Rob? Because there, there's always fine print. There's a bunch of fine print, and I'm telling you right now, you've got to know that what happens if you don't pay within that year. That's one of the things that we covered last week on the Saving Thousands Radio Network, because some of you won't, won't be disciplined enough to pay that thing, and you won't take advantage of the one year, and all of a sudden you're looking at gargantuan rates in year two. Yeah, because a lot of these deals are set up to where if you don't pay the balance off in full by the deadline, they get to go back and charge you all of the past interest. Ouch. Okay. So it's big. I mean, you, and, and so the only way you can be sure that you're going to pay it off by the deadline is if you already have the money in the bank. Mm -hmm. So if you were going to go buy furniture cash or you're going to go buy a new car cash, then I would encourage you to take advantage of the 0% deals that are out there. Uh, if you do think you need a new car, right? So this is one of those where if maybe you weren't going to buy a car for a couple more months, these 0% deals are very powerful mm -hmm. uh, because it's a longer term loan. You know, with furniture, you can save a little bit of money with 0% interest. Uh, with a car loan, because of the longer terms, yeah. there's a lot more money to be saved. So if maybe you're planning on buying a car in the next couple months, uh, for most of us, we finance cars. I mean, there are some people out there that pay cash for cars, but I would say the vast majority of people uh, are probably going to have a mortgage and a car loan uh, for uh, probably forever. I mean, I, I know I will. I mean, I'm. it's just, you know, it's not the best use of my cash. You know, when you look at how low interest rates are on mortgages and how low interest rates are on cars, uh, I personally finance all my vehicles. You know, I, even if I could pay cash for it, I'm still going to finance it uh, because it's the best way to leverage my my money. Sure. Uh, and but so if you're if you're thinking about buying a car and, and you're going to have to finance it regardless, now is a good time. You know the fact that you know getting zero percent interest versus four or five percent interest makes a huge difference uh, on that car payment, on the overall financial situation of the car. And then here's the big thing: if you do get 
a 0% deal on a car where it's 0% for the entire term, do not pay it off early, right? There is no reason to pay off a loan early at 0% interest, right? I mean, they want you to, right? And trust me, they would love nothing more than to quit having you having their money at 0%. Uh, but if you end up with a 0% car dealer or one of these 0% deals, don't pay it off early, but you've got to make sure you understand the, the terms because if you have to have it completely paid off by a certain date, make sure you don't miss that date. And don't don't trade it early. Right. Don't, tra right. don't trade it 24 months or 30 months. Take advantage of the rate. Yeah, so this is, this is one of those things where, you know, those of you that have been listening and, and, and studying up on what we're talking about, this is a great weekend because there are a lot of 0% interest deals coming out. So, you know, get out there, be financial, and then just read the fine print, understand what you're getting into, understand what happens if you do go past the deadline, right? In some cases, the interest rates become ridiculous. Uh, so make sure you read that fine print. Make sure you know what you're getting into. Don't buy something just for the sake of taking advantage of the 0% interest. You know, that that's one of the... That's one of the things they're trying to use, right? So maybe maybe husband and wife have been talking about buying furniture for a while. And if you weren't gonna buy it already, don't. You know, don't let this don't let this trigger you into buying. That's their that's the whole reason they run these specials, is to try to get people who maybe were on the fence to get off the fence and go buy. Uh, I don't want you to fall victim to that, but if you were already planning on making a purchase, uh, do take advantage of the interest savings when it's available uh, and put your money somewhere else. And make sure it's somewhere else where it's going to be making you some money is what you taught us earlier this week. That's it. That's it. And so uh, you know, I'm I'm working on uh, I'm working on a tutorial for that. We're going to do a show on that eventually. Uh, you know, I really want to. That changes so often. Yeah. So I've got the 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 gang at RP Digital. Uh, in addition to researching those credit cards we've talked about, so I can put together my saving thousands guide to the best credit cards. Uh, we're going to work on a list of some of those safe investments as well. Uh, you know, the, the types of mutual funds you can invest in. There are some banks out there that pay on CDs and savings accounts. Right. Uh, usually it's the banks that don't have branches, right? It, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of the banks in the sky. So we're going we're gonna to look into all that and, and make sure we're getting you the information you need here on the Saving Thousands Radio Network. Well, I'll tell you what, if I've learned one thing from Robert, the rates now on loans and refis, <laughs> they're historically low. So if you're thinking about getting into a home or getting into a refi, I would say that we better act quick because there's a lot of radio talk and there's a lot of headlines in the papers talking about what the Fed may do in upcoming months. So it may be time now to lock a very historically low interest rate. And you can use this number to talk about that. No obligation for making the call. 855-773-8634. 855-773-8634. One more time. 855-773-8634. Simply have the conversation of what a home finance or refinance could do for you right now. How about the stability of owning a home with these low interest rates now and setting down your roots? That sounds pretty doggone good. Well, moments ago, I talked about some of the radio shows that are trending well. Well, when you visit savingthousands.com, a lot of the articles are getting a lot of interest by you, especially the number one article trending right now, which is, what documents do I need when applying for a loan? Or how much home can I afford? This is a great empowering article because it asks you all the questions you need to consider when it comes to all in all, what does it cost to own that home? All right, here's a very important article and that is, can I take out a consumer loan while I'm waiting for my mortgage loan to close? Wow, that is very important. You've got to know that, all right? Let's get back to Robert Palmer. And Robert, every day it seems like you're adding more inventive ways for people to access our radio show. And now it looks like we've gone worldwide. Right. Well, you know, we've also we've got the iHeart radio station, which launched. Yes, which I, sir. I guess we can talk about here with our listeners. So the, the iHeart channel is live. So anyone out there who has, if you're listening now on the iHeart radio app, uh, or if you have the iHeart Radio app, there is a new uh, Saving Thousands channel. It's actually called Robert Palmer Radio Network. I think is the channel name. Four hours a day. Yeah, and so if you type in Saving Thousands or Robert Palmer into the iHeart app, uh, it will come up. You'll see our little logo with the microphone it says Saving Thousands Radio Network. It's blue and black, and yeah, you can listen to the show. It's on twenty four hours a day. Uh, when I'm live, we're live there. It's so like right now we're live on the iHeart app as right. well as on all the local affiliates. Uh, but then when we go off at ten o'clock. Uh, then we go into reruns. So there's 24 hours a day of shows being played on the iHeartRadio app uh, on the Saving Thousands channel, so you can check that out. Uh, we're going to be growing that a lot, adding more content. As we add more live shows during the week, we'll be busting in live. Whenever I'm live, 
will break in live on the iHeart channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's a cool resource for people. A lot of people have asked me in the past, you know, where can I listen to old shows? And, and while we have them on the internet, it just doesn't seem to be the same. Yeah. I mean, you, you've been testing and listening on the, the iHeart app. Three you know. o'clock in the morning the other day, I'm at the hotel, and I wake up in the morning at three o'clock, and I couldn't go back to sleep. So I listened to a show that we did on when to refi. When is it smart to refi? How many people could be empowered by that news? Oh, it's incredible absolutely. the show you did. Absolutely. I've got a friend who uh, he listens. He's always out driving around. He's listening, but his wife's at home, and, and they don't get good AM radio signal in the house. I'm amazed how many people don't even have an AM radio. I mean, it really, it really is crazy. I guess some of the newer radios don't even have the AM mm-hmm. feature, uh, and so now his wife's been listening on the on the Saving I Thousands know. app, or I'm sorry, on the iHeart Radio app to the Saving Thousands channel. Uh, it's kind of cool, you know. So I, I, again, it's another evolution. Uh, it's something exciting we've just added. Uh, the next step is, you know, we're talking about getting our own uh, cable channel. Uh, we're going to be recording all the radio shows and putting them on TV. Uh, and so I really do want to build this library, uh, you know, of getting into all the the details and the nitty gritty. Uh, you know, we're doing the research right now so I can put out some of these really great pieces. You know, I, I've told you to shop around and how to shop around. The next step is I'm actually going to help you shop around by by building in some of these, uh, you know, these grids and doing the research for you. I get it. There's, it's a lot of work. You know, I've got a, a, a staff of people now calling all these banks and credit unions to get all the details. And they know the right questions to ask. Oh, yeah. You know, and so we're going to we're going to do a lot of legwork for you. Uh, so we can help people uh, shop around and, and save and, and be smarter consumers. So all that's coming down the line. Uh, the, the text line is up. If you do want to text a question, you can send that to 35353. That's, cool. that's our five-digit text line. Uh, that's exciting. A lot of people have been using that. It, it's funny because whoever had the text line before us, I think they were selling ringtones uh, because <laughs> we, we get all these text messages of song names at random times from random places. Uh, so it's just kind of interesting. Uh, the, all of the the text. Have you been reading them, Rob? I've you seen get, that. There, I've there, seen there's it. some. Yeah, there's definitely some <laughs> interesting in there. But but we are taking your questions. Three five three five three. That's the number to to send a text to. Uh, we don't charge anything for that. Just your normal whatever you pay for text messages. Right. Rob, you have unlimited text, so it doesn't I cost do. you anything to to shoot a message to three five three five three. You can ask. Uh, also do ask RP uh, over at SavingThousands.com mm-hmm. or send an email to askrp at rpfunding.com. Those are all the great ways to get questions in here. Throughout the show, you've heard us reference the Saving Thousands Rules to Success. Where do you find them? Well, you find them at SavingThousands.com, of course. And where did they come from? Well, over the years, all through Robert's professional career, one thing that's been a big part of that career is mortgages and finance. And so from early on, Robert has been going daily over hundreds and now thousands and tens of thousands of credit applications and credit score reporting and all that sort of thing. And Robert has really learned the difference between those who have a 500 credit score and those who have an 850. And that's where the rules come in. That's where these saving thousand rules came from because Robert talks to thousands of people and he has a lot of big workshops that people attend. And he's come up with these 15 guidelines to sort of direct you through each and every dollar of your day. So they're very simple rules. We're not talking about high finance here. We're talking about the things that you do with every dollar. Like rule number one is always shop around. You always want to shop around for your purchases. See, you already do that with groceries and you talk about it with your friends. Hey, you know, I found hamburger for such and such a pound over at this store versus that store. So you're already doing it with groceries, but you need to really shop around when it comes to other things as well. And you can plan, you know, if you say, well, does it really pay for me to drive to different locations for different things? Well, just think about the places that you pass on your way to work or on your way to picking up the kids from ball practice. So if you plan your, your day that way, you are shopping around and it works. It really does. Rule number two is great, but look at all the rules. Rule number two is to know your numbers and all the rest of the rules like that are archived right at savingthousands.com. All right. I want to get back to Robert because we don't have a lot of time left in the show. But Robert, I want to know, how is that no-cost refi where you're paying the closing cost for everybody? How's that going? So, Rob, I'm getting a final tally together for the uh, the $2.5 million because we've got to be getting close. You know, we, we started this thing in late January. Uh, you know, uh, it, we, I knew we'd been close. I guess I need to get an actual physical tally to see if we're there. Uh, you know, so, but let me tell you, so far this thing has been a huge success. Uh, you know, we just finished up the month of May, obviously, and so I, I took some time and I sat down with my my staff and we went over the results. You know, so I, I started this this campaign in February, 
taking applications. So most of the most of the, the loans started closing in like you know March. So we've had March, April, May now out of the way. But but the important thing is the the benefits of it we are already feeling right. And so let me give you a little backstory before I get into the results here. Uh, you know, for some of our listeners maybe who who are unaware of, of what I did, I'm calling this my my big two and a half million dollar social experiment. I've had a lot of people ask me what's the catch. Uh, you know, there really isn't a catch from my standpoint. It is what it is. Uh, so let me let me tell you what I gained from this, right? Uh, and so you know, one thing we figured out is even by the time we paid all the closing costs, we still make some money uh, because of the the servicing revenue we earn. So as a, a mortgage loan servicer, and so this is money I couldn't make uh, back in the day when I was a mortgage broker. You know, this is the money your average loan officer doesn't get to make. You know, this is really. Uh, something reserved for lenders, and there's only you know 300 something of us in the entire country uh, that can service loans and, and make money uh, long term off of mortgages. And so the the servicing fees really add up. And based on the forecast now of how long people are going to keep their loans, especially when you realize that rates have crept up a tad. So the people who refied with me a couple months ago, their rate is now below market. So the chance of them refinancing or paying off is now less. So those servicing uh, values, what's called an MSR, a mortgage servicing right, those MSRs have already increased. So I've already made extra money. I, I could sell those MSRs right now uh, for a healthy profit because they're at rates that are below current market. Uh, and so that, that part of the gamble so far has paid off for me uh, as far as the, the rates not getting lower. Uh, after we we did the the no closing cost refi, so kind of the whole concept behind this is I took I took two and a half million bucks, and again the number one question I get is what's the catch, you know what's the whatever. And it's pretty simple. I, I took two and a half million dollars out of my advertising budget, right? So this is money I was going to spend on uh, on commercials, billboards, whatever else. And if you look at last year, right, we were primarily a purchase company. Uh, we didn't really advertise much for refinances. We, uh, you know, we last couple of months of the year we did, but but for most of the year we did not. Uh, something like 85% of our business last year was people buying houses, and only 15% was people refinancing. Uh, so first off, any refinances I do, uh, even by paying all the closing costs and giving up that revenue, giving up that potential profit, uh, it wasn't money I was making before because we weren't closing a lot of refinance transactions. But the real reason I did it was for the word of mouth advertising, right? Because I I believe and well I hoped. And the social experiment I'm running says that, okay, if I give this, if I take this two and a half million dollars and instead of giving it to the TV station and instead of giving it to the radio station, instead of giving it to the United States Postal Service for direct mail, instead of giving it to Google for pay-per-click advertising and Facebook for Facebook advertising and all these other things, billboards, instead of spending it on billboards, if I take this two and a half million dollars and instead of spending it there, I give it back to customers by paying all of their closing costs when they refinance their home loan, right? What's going to happen? Am I going to lose business, right? I mean, that's, that's the fear. That's my only real potential downside. So yes, I am giving up profit on refinances by paying all the closing costs, but I've never really made a lot of profit off of refinances because we didn't do many. You know, we didn't we didn't close a lot of refinances. When you look at my when I look at my 2014 uh, profit and loss financial statement, the amount of money we made off of refis was almost nothing because most of our volume was purchase business. So I didn't have anything to lose there. Uh, now, now the big fear, the big risk I ran was if by taking this money out of the advertising budget, if my purchase business dropped, right? If the purchase business went down, now I'm losing money, right? Now I'm in trouble. Because I'm not spending this two and a half million dollars on TV commercials and billboards and radio and everything else to get us more purchase business, right? You advertise to get business. So I'm not spending this money on advertising to get new purchase business, to get more purchase business. So the big fear, the big risk that I have is that my purchase business goes down. And this is the big social experiment. What I believe is that word of mouth, people having a great experience with RP funding on a no closing cost refi, on a refinance where I paid all the closing costs using this money out of my advertising budget, that those people, the people who receive the benefit of that are going to tell their friends and family. And that that personal testament from a friend or a family member is more powerful than the message I can get across from TV commercials and radio commercials and billboards and everything else. That was the big gamble I took. And so what I banked on is that it would counterbalance. It would counterbalance so that we did not 
lose any purchase business. Well, Rob, guess where we sit today? So we've tallied this up, and since January, uh, when we when we put this campaign in place, uh, not only has our purchase business not gone down, it's actually up over eighty percent increase, almost doubled. Right, almost doubled. So putting the $2.5 million, now, now some of that is because of the market, right? Some of that is because we're in the spring buying season. But, but even that, we, we, are, we are well above last year's levels for this time of year when I was putting all of that $2.5 million into advertising, right? Anybody, anybody who watches TV notices I'm not on there near as much, right? My billboards are gone. I've been driving on I-4. You don't see the billboards anymore. I took that money. I canceled that advertising. I am using that $2.5 million to pay people's closing costs running a gigantic social experiment to see if two and a half million dollars worth of word of mouth advertising by paying all of your closing costs is more powerful than tv and radio and billboards and the answer is an overwhelming yes because our volume has not only not gone down we're up 80 percent since i start over 80 percent since i started this campaign now let me tell you how much money we're making right we make we make good money right i i make my margins i i'm not paying all the closing costs on purchases Right, we we still give people a great low rate. Uh, you know, we don't charge any lender fees, so I don't make as much money as the competitors do. But when you're talking about an eighty plus percent increase in volume, we're doing very very well. All right, and then you take into account the servicing valuations, as I mentioned earlier, because interest rates are now higher than they were for most of the loans that I made over the last three or four months. The value of those mortgage servicing rights has now increased dramatically making us more money. And so I guess my point to this whole thing is uh, just like the experiment I ran when I said, you know what, I'm going to stop charging lender fees, right? I'm going to stop charging junk fees. I'm going to stop charging underwriting fees and processing fees and closing fees and all these garbage fees that the rest of the industry charges, right? I did that six years ago, seven years ago, and that worked. That, that worked out. That paid off for me. Uh, that led to volume. That led to success for my company because we were putting our consumers first. Now I have taken consumers who are refinancing their home loans and I have put them ahead of the TV stations and put them ahead of the billboard companies and put them ahead of the radio stations by taking the $2.5 million out of the advertising budget and using it to pay all of people's closing costs when they refinance with RP funding and my purchase business where I get to make my money because I'm not paying all the closing costs, right? We give them the same rate. You get the same rate whether you're purchasing or refinancing. On the refinance, I'm paying all the closing costs. On the purchase, I am not. I make some money over there. That business is up 80% as a part of this experiment. So I would call that an overwhelming success, Rob. It has worked out exactly how I thought it was. Another home run here, right? Another success. And who won? I won. The consumer won. All of those people who have refinanced with us and had paid no closing costs because I paid them all. Every consumer who so far has gotten a piece of that $2.5 million, maybe they thought it was too good to be true. Maybe they thought there was going to be a catch. Maybe they thought there was going to be hidden fees or tacked onto the back or whatever. And when they get to the closing table and there's none of those things, and it's exactly what I told them it was going to be, a great rate with no cost period because I'm paying them all. When they see it's exactly what I said it was going to be, they go tell their friends and family. That's boosting our purchase business up over 80% growth since I rolled out this program, which is massive, a huge success. So this worked. This was a win. This was an absolute win. I won. The consumer won. The only people who lost in this whole deal are the TV stations, the radio stations, the billboard companies, the United States Postal Service, Google, and whoever else I used to spend money with advertising that I took this to. Now, look, I'm not completely dark. I didn't take my entire advertising budget and cancel it. I took two and a half million of it out, right? That's a decent sized chunk of it. It's not the whole thing. I took two and a half million bucks out of there. So they lost two and a half million dollars in revenue. I picked up an 80% boost in business and my consumers, my clients, my borrowers saved two and a half, will have saved two and a half million dollars in closing costs. We're not there yet. We're getting close. I'm going to keep going until I give away the, the full two and a half million. And you know what, Rob, at that point, I'm probably going to put more money in the pot. I mean, 80%, over 80% increase in purchase business since I rolled out the refinance program where I pay all the closing costs, a huge success. So not now normally I would increase my advertising budget, right? When volume goes up like that, I would dump more money into advertising. So the idea here is instead of dumping more money into advertising, now I'm going to dump more money 
into paying all of your closing costs. So if you're out there listening and you're thinking about refinancing your home, be a part of this huge success. Be a part of this huge social experiment. Get all of your closing costs paid. There's no catch. There's no gimmick. There's no hook. I just want you to tell your friends and family how great we are. I want you to tell your friends and family how great the experience is. I want you to help boost my purchase business even higher. And to bribe you to do so, to bribe you to become an RP funding customer, I'm going to pay all of your closing costs when you refinance. The doc stamps, the intangible tax, the title insurance, the closing fees. I'm going to reimburse you for the appraisal. I'm going to pay all of it so you have zero costs. I'm writing all these checks. I'm taking the money out of the advertising budget. We're all winning. I'm winning. You're winning. The only losers here are the big media companies, and they got plenty of money. I'm not feeling sorry for them at all. Let's keep this going. Be a part of it. Call right now, 855-773-8634. That's 855-RP-FUNDING, 855-773-8634, or pop on over to rpfunding.com. That's rpfunding.com. My initials, Robert Palmer, rpfunding.com on the internet. You can apply online, get your piece of my $2.5 million, be a part of this winning social experiment, this winning $2.5 million social experiment I'm running to see if the power of word-of-mouth advertising that I can get by refinancing your home loan and paying all the closing costs out of my pocket is more powerful than giving those same dollars Those same exact dollars would have been given to TV stations, radio stations, billboard companies, and everybody else. But instead, it's going to you. It's going to you in the form of me paying your closing costs, 855-773-8634. Be a part of it. Save money. Benefit today, 855-773-8634. Well, that's a win-win-win situation because those closing costs, as you've heard Robert talk about in the past, are real money. I mean, these are checks that have to be written. These aren't made-up junk fees. Closing costs are the things that have to be paid to the county, to the title company, all those things. they got to be paid by somebody. And Robert Palmer is offering to pick up the tab with the money that he would be using for advertising. Pretty doggone cool, I think. And I'll give you that number one more time. 855-773-8634. 855-773-8634. All right. Well, don't forget those saving thousands, rules to success. Print them off. Get to know them. Use them each and every day, and you'll be amazed how much money you start saving and how much more money you have left every week. No more of this getting to Wednesday and saying, hey, I've run out of money, but I haven't run out of week. We don't want you to ever go through that again. And don't forget the Saving Thousands radio show will be playing on this very radio station as scheduled And if you go beyond the reach of the station, don't forget, we have a station listing at savingthousands.com. And of course, as Robert talked about a few minutes ago, you have the iHeart channel that will take you worldwide with access to Robert Palmer and these shows. And it's running live 24 hours a day. You just can't beat it. What a great radio service for you. Also, we have the Home Value Hotline working right now for you. The Home Value Hotline where you get proven real estate professionals, not some computer, giving you a real evaluation of your home's value based on the prices that are being set in your neighborhood by real estate professionals in your backyard. And that's 866-222-8231, 866-222-8231. Until the next time that we meet on the radio, I hope that you'll continue to save thousands with Robert Palmer.